you're listening to Priceless Beauties Podcast. Hey, beautiful, Pamela Price here, makeup and spray tan artist, educator and owner of Priceless Beauty Studio, an international award-winning beauty business. But more importantly, I will be your host and cheerleader on this journey of self-love, self-awareness, and growth. Life didn't come with an instruction manual, and entrepreneurship can be a lonely and scary road at times. I am personally inviting you to join me on this brave adventure together while I chat with women just like you who open up and share their secrets about their business, their inspiration, and their stories. When we empower one another, great things happen. All right, babe, thanks so much for pressing play. Hey guys, welcome to the Priceless Beauties podcast where I'm chatting with a friend of mine who I've known for about, we were chatting before, how long ago (laughs) did we originally connect? It was about 10 years ago, I got to do her makeup for a bridal photo shoot where she was a lovely model. And since then she modeled for me a couple times Uh, Well, I got to do her makeup for some events, a fitness competition, and some other fun things. And we have have worked together, and we've stayed connected ever since. And I just love following your journey online. I wish you lived closer. (laughs) She moved away from me. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I love connecting with you online, and I just love watching everything that you and your fam jam are up to. So if you could just give a little short introduction about yourself and let the audience get to know you a little bit better. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having thought about me and inviting me to be part of your podcast. Same. I love watching you and your family and all the awesome things you've done in the beauty space and beyond. Yeah. Who am I? I'm a busy mom. I've got three kids, ages 11, almost seven, and three. So life is hectic and crazy. I homeschool the oldest too. So I've got a fifth grader and a first grader at home. And I've always been an entrepreneur, American born and raised, but then lived for 10 years up in Canada, which is where we got to meet. Met a lot of amazing people up there in Toronto and uh, have since moved back down to the States. But my husband and I have always been entrepreneurs. We've had a bunch of different types of businesses. We're now in the e-commerce online shopping space. And yeah, I am just um, passionate, honestly, about raising my family, um, my kiddos, pouring into my marriage, and just trying to squeeze the juice out of the days that I have here. (laughs) I love that. And one thing that I notice about you guys is that you're very like transparent about your journey, about your family, about your relationship, about your business and everything on life. Like you guys are putting it all out there. And talk to me about what that looks like for you guys like day to day. Day to day, I mean, it's so funny. This morning we were just having breakfast together, Sanj and I, at like 9.30. You know, our kids are playing in the living room and we live a really unconventional life. You know, we don't have separate careers, so we leave the house for. We've never put our kids into daycare or school. We're kind of like a little unit at home. There's a lot of just kind of flow and, and free time, but that's something that we really fought for. We didn't really want to go the traditional route of, just get a job and work nine to five and, you know, see your family on nights and weekends. So we have a really kind of different schedule about us, but it definitely didn't come easy. We used to have a small business where we worked really, really hard. This was up in Toronto. We had an actual warehouse and supplies we bought and sold and restaurants we would deliver our products to. And it took years to really figure it out. But we transitioned to completely having an online business, which has given us location freedom. So we picked up, we left you up in Toronto with those winters. 
We moved on to San Diego. We were in San Diego for uh, for a handful of years, and then we decided California wasn't really for us long term. So now we're over here in Florida. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the life that we live. And talk to me about how you guys are able to have that balance, have that non conventional like unit, like you had mentioned. Like, how does that work for you guys? Yeah. So we basically we have. I mean. From the time we came together, we have continued to make decisions that have, again, kind of gone that unconventional route. Neither one of us kind of started with, went to college and had a traditional career route. And then eventually going into business, which is where we then started to form a family, we just knew, like, we really want a lot of time together. That was always our highest value. Even today, when we're making decisions, it's all around are the time that we we really get to spend together. So we're partnered with this really great online company that really takes care of so much of the headaches that traditional business does. So all we really get to do is coach people, mentor people. We work a couple hours a day in the pockets of our time, and then it opens up all the rest of those hours where the sun is up, where we can focus on educating the kids or just enjoying life. You know, we live by, we live in Florida because we love the beach. So we love to go to the beach and it's a lot funner to go to the beach on a Tuesday afternoon than when it's super crowded (laughs) on the middle of a Saturday. There's more parking, there's more space. It's just a lot slower pace. So we're able to do that. Also, our oldest daughter is into dance. She's become more and more into dance and performing arts and knows that's her thing. And we know that each one of our kids will kind of find their passion And having that flexibility allows us to really support her and be there for her. And then also we love, because she's at the studio all night long, that we're able to be home together during the daytime. So we still have that family time together. I love that. And I wanted to touch on um, how you coach and mentor people. So I've shared this with you before, and sometimes I've shared on different social media posts. And I think I might have talked about you on a podcast in the past. That you and Sandra were one of the first people that introduced me to the awareness of personal development, self-development, and like mindset. So that's something that has really changed the trajectory of probably my entire life and my business. So thank you. You're pouring into other people. Like I was one of those people that you were poured that you poured into for a period of time when I was working with you guys and we were spending a lot more time online together and things like that at at that stage in my life, my business. And so how has, like, how did you get introduced to personal development and mindset and that whole realm of things? Yeah, definitely. I mean, look at that bookshelf behind you, girl. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And I manifested the shit out of this bookshelf. That's another story, but. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's so good. Yeah, so we were living up in Toronto. Um, we had our traditional business. We were working really, really, really hard, like crazy hours, driving around, listening to Bob Marley's greatest hits for like three years. That's the only thing we listened to. <laughs> Give you a hint of where we were at in life. <laughs> and then someone introduced us to MLM, actually, so multi-level marketing. And that was our first glimpse at like residual income and like leverage Um, we saw people living a life of like a version of life we wanted. I mean, they were getting up when they wanted, they had tons of time with their kids, they traveled when they wanted, 
they had more than enough income for themselves, so they often would take care of their parents or bless other people. It was just the version of life we really, really wanted. So we started going to these events with this company, and that's where we learned about personal development. And they said, you're never going to get to a a new level of living until you upgrade your thinking. And that you are literally the thoughts that you're thinking all day long influence the way that you feel, the decisions you take, literally the the things you see around you because of how you're thinking. So then we took the Bob Marley CD out. We still love Bob. He was our our (laughs) wedding song. So still love you, Bob. And we put in Jim Rohn and we put in Tony Robbins and we just started, you know, it was like we turned our van into that mobile university, if you will. And we just started downloading new thoughts. And then someone introduced us to The Secret. And that was the first like movie we watched that was kind of a documentary, you know, personal development. And we just started to realize that we're not victims of our life. We're Mm. actually in control. And if we don't like some of the pieces and parts of it, it doesn't mean we can change it overnight. And it doesn't mean that it won't take work, but that we can make the decision and we can set the sail and we can start to move towards a new reality. So that's what we started to do. And it's been, geez, 15 years since we've been on a personal development journey. My husband is just literally in the other room. I kissed him. He was stretching and listening to personal development. Like all the time, we're just downloading this stuff all the time. Because if you're not downloading something positive and progressive, you sure can bet that the media is going to have you download Mm -hmm. fear and scarcity and violence and all of the other things that are here on this earth. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So true. And I think like it's something that we're never really taught, like unless you're seeking that or if you happen to fall upon it like I did with you, but you taught me right initially. So it's so interesting that you definitely are, you're getting that, you're getting information constantly. We're getting information. Like we said, you're getting information from the media. You're getting information from even like the lyrics and the music that you listen to or whatever happens to be on TV, right? So you're getting the information and so you, we have to be super intentional about what information are we choosing to download, like you said, right? So changing the information, like being in control of that information is so, so, so important and so powerful. And would you say that that has, it, like, what about your kids? Like, are they into personal development or are you kind of just like have things going on in the background? Like you obviously didn't have that growing up because you said you only started getting into it about 15 years ago. So how would you say that you've seen maybe any differences in the way your kids are talking or the way they're seeing things or their choices that they make as a result of you guys kind of changing the information that's coming in to them? I'm, I'm assuming that you are changing the information, right? Yeah, I mean, when we... So when we first moved out of Toronto and down to California, Amber was like two years old and we decided we weren't going to have a TV because we, we had stopped kind of listening to the news a while before that. Um, So for six years, we didn't even own a TV in our home because we really didn't want any cable or anything like that. We just want her to enjoy life. Now she watched Netflix and YouTube and we go to the movies and stuff like that. We do have a TV now. We still don't have cable, but we love sports. You know, we love watching the Olympics, the World Cup, movies, and stuff like that. But we teach our kids there's three ways that things will enter you through your eyes, through your ears, and through your mouth. And those are really the three things you have to continue to guard because, like, you can't unsee, you can't unhear, you can't uneat that bad food, right? So, Mm -hmm. especially down here in the US, it's not a whole lot different in Canada. Those are the things we have to be careful of 
for our kids is like what's on the screen that they're listening to and they're watching and then the food like that they're consuming because a lot of that is total garbage down here too and we just teach them to be intentional like you have to be careful even if it's so tempting right like the gossip news or the crazy salacious stories there's this really borderline stuff even on Netflix now but be careful what you're downloading because those thoughts are going to influence your thinking. Now, our kids aren't like jacked up jumping in the car like, let's listen to Jim Rohn, you know, like they think that's <laughs> super annoying. We, we do have a couple like uh, we'll go to YouTube and look up uh, like kids affirmations. There's some cute songs like, I don't know, I am beautiful. I am beautiful. You know, like just silly <laughs> yeah. little things that our six-year-old thinks is cute and our 11-year-old thinks is so cringe. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But more is caught than taught. You know, more is caught than taught. Me, like, they're going to, even though, like, they don't want to eat kale and beef like we do. Like, they would rather eat whatever, chicken and fries, mac and cheese. If we're doing it enough around them, we're setting the example. And we know that they're going to grow into those examples. So we don't stress out about it. But we do try and find, there's a lot of great, like, personal development and positive books You know, there's a lot of authors out there, high conscious authors that are actually making really great children's books that talk about silence, talk about meditation, talk about self-awareness, talk about like emotions. So the, as best we can, you know, we try and teach them. My husband is like very high level when he talks to the kids. It's like, he's talking to an adult, like half the time. I'm like, they don't understand most of these worlds, like perception and consciousness and like, but he's always spoken to them like they can understand the most. And Mm -hmm. I definitely see when I'm around other kids that our kids are pretty mature when it comes to certain things, certain awarenesses, perceptions, behaviors, because we've always talked to them in that way. And, you know, we've never said, oh, they're too young to understand this. They're freaking powerful little creatures, you know, start to train Mm -hmm. them from day one on being aware of those three entrances, eyes, ears, and mouth, and just how important it is to, to be around energies too. Like we teach them to remove yourself from a situation if you feel like it's yucky or you feel like the people are yucky or like there's a bully there or someone's not behaving well. Like you don't have to sit there and suffer or be afraid to get up and walk away, but like honoring your space as well and like your energy, you know, as a, as a being. Yeah, that's so true that they're they're taking that in by just watching you guys and listening to you guys and having conversations with you. And I find that sometimes my, I have to catch myself because the kids, I might say something like, Oh, that was, you know, really hard or, Oh, I just can't do this. Like, and my kids are like, mom, like they'll, they will be like, mom, you could do anything. Like, think about that. Like, you shouldn't say that mom. Like they're, they're correcting me. And I'm like, right. <laughs> so I'm noticing that like they have no limitations on them. Right. And they are at the age where, they start thinking of limitations and they start, you know, judging themselves and things like that. But I noticed that they have a lot less limitations on themselves than maybe I did when I was younger. Like they really believe, and, and I do believe too, that they can do anything that they want to do and that they don't have as many, I don't know, I guess as much negative influences than than I did when I was a kid. And I do see a difference in them already. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens as they get older and what journeys that they take. And we also don't have cable. We, we haven't had cable. First of all, cable sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's overpriced. Totally. Totally. <laughs> but yeah, so we try to, to limit them with that. And it, it's a little bit trickier as, uh, cause my oldest is going to high school next year. So it's a little bit trickier with his age. I will say that 
right now they're on a complete screen band until the end of school. There you go. <laughs> Just like a reset. We like to give them a little reset. So they're on a screen band at this moment, but they are allowed to use social media and things like that with, with restrictions, right? So trying to find the balance with them not getting too many messages that we can't control through social media, but also hopefully some, <laughs> and they go to school, they go to public school as well, right? So I do find that they pick up some things from school and different friend groups and, and sports friends and things like that. But um, I do think it helps and I'm really grateful. I know this was long-winded, but <laughs> I think that I'm just really grateful that you guys shared that world of mindset with me. And I'm assuming that's something that you guys continue to do with the people that you work with and the friend groups that you have and, and all that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's funny that the skills we teach our new business partners aren't that complicated. Like it's pretty, really basic stuff. We don't do anything earth shattering. We're not like scientists or doctors. It's more the mindset we have to work with, especially because we work with a lot of people that are employees, you know, and that's how society kind of trains humans is like, yeah. Show up when we tell you to, you know, do what we want, do this assignment, pee when we tell you to, eat when we tell you to, go home when we tell you to, this is how much time you're allowed to do what you want. So to break that mold that's taken decades for someone to just get into that routine and to start to allow them to think freely and be like, here's the pen back in your hand and you start to write the life you want and believe that it's possible and stop thinking you're a victim. That's, That's really the big work that we do. Yeah. That's so challenging. <laughs> it's not too complicated, but it's very, very challenging because we, the way our brains are wired, right? And the way that we follow those routines and patterns over and over and over, it's really hard to break out of those patterns, whether that be eating, exercise, thinking, yeah. day-to-day activities. Right? A lot of the trauma we downloaded from our parents and right. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so true. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. I know. I want to talk to you a little bit about the homeschooling. I know you'd mentioned that you homeschool two of your kiddos and how does that work for you? Like, how are you, what does your schedule look like? And I was chatting with you earlier about how I had like a little taste of homeschooling during COVID <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't think I'm cut out for this because I I love the idea that you guys aren't tied to one area. I love to be a snowbird. I I also am not a fan of Toronto winters, not at all. But our kids, of course, are in school. So it's tricky for us to leave for, you know, a chunk of time. And I always thought, oh, I'd love if I could do that. But I was literally in tears with my daughter. (laughs) She was in French immersion. I don't speak French, so that didn't help. But during COVID and I was like, nope, I can't do this. So talk to me about like how you're, I know you've been doing it for quite some time. I'm sure you've had growing pains, but what does that look like and for you? And, and do you feel like the kids are getting everything they need? Like, talk to me about that. Hey beauties. Have you ever thought about starting your own spray tanning business? If you've been following me on social and you know my story, then you know that I've had a lot of fun and success in my own journey as a sunless artist. If you think you might be interested, I invite you to check out spraytanclass.com. And if you decide it's right for you, use code PRICELESS at checkout. That's P-R-I-C-E-L-E-S-S. Yeah, I never thought I would homeschool. Like, I mean, growing up, I honestly, I grew up in 
a lot of divorce and remarry and divorce and remarry. And I was the baby, you know, I never babysat kids. So I didn't really want to get married or have kids. (laughs) Like I was like, I don't want any of that. That seems very complex and very messy. And then I met Sanj. We met in a whirlwind on the dance floor in Cancun. We fell in love. I moved up to Canada and I just loved this man and wanted to build a family. And so then when we became pregnant and I had Amber, and I remember sitting in the hospital with her and him looking at me, literally, she's a few days old. And he's like, we're homeschooling her. I'm like, (laughs) what do you, because I knew like, I'll be the home educator. Like, I doubt he's going to do it. (laughs) But I was like, okay, we have many years to change all this. So then when we ended up, by the time we moved to California and she was becoming school age and they actually had passed some laws around kids and just things that they were requiring for kids to go to school that we just didn't feel comfortable. And I met a mom who was like a hot mess mom, but like sweet, cute, but just like kind of owned it, you know, like she's a bit of a hot mess and she homeschooled three kids. And so I just started telling her, I'm like, Emily, like, how do you hold it together? And she was like, girl. It's day to day, sometimes minute to minute, but we just make it work. And I was like, okay, like, I think I could do that. So she (laughs) introduced me to the program she was homeschooling with. It was an awesome homeschool charter program. And I always thought homeschool meant like I needed to know everything and I have to know exactly what my kid needs to know. And I should know if they're on pace or off pace or like, I didn't go to school to become a teacher. Like I don't want to be a teacher and that's not what it is. So Basically, I, I linked up with this charter school. They gave us all the, the the timelines. They gave us all the textbooks. And they said, we'll meet with you once a month and we'll evaluate things. We grade her papers. And so I thought, okay, this seems good. So we did kindergarten. There were tears, even in kindergarten. Because again, I was conditioned. I grew up going to public school. I thought I needed to recreate a classroom at home. I thought I needed this rigorous schedule. And it took me it took me probably at least six months to realize my first kiddo is a total night owl. She's just like her dad. Like she's super slow to wake up. And I'm like a morning person. Like I get up and like high five the lampshade. Like, let's go. You know? <laughs> and so I was like, I needed to just do my thing in the morning. Like get my things out. Let her wake up. Let her eat. Go for a walk. And then come home and we could do school. Now the thing with kindergarten, because you're one-on-one with your kid, you could do everything you need to do in like 45 minutes. Like it is not like you need to be doing school for five, six hours a day. As they get older and there's more subjects, you know, you have more time, but it just evolved with time. We, we finished kindergarten and she, she did amazing. And I realized like I taught my kid to do so much like with writing and reading. And so we thought we'll do first grade. And then we decided to do second grade. Now, third grade, she did want to try in person. Now, Some people worry about socialization, and Amber has never had an issue with that. I mean, she makes friends everywhere we go. So she has tons of friends. She's always been dancing, so she has tons of dance friends, too. Third grade, we thought we'll try in person because that's what she wants. Like, we we evaluate every year. Is homeschool still make sense for this kid and for us? But then COVID happened. And so I was like, ew, school looks so gross. Like, you'll basically just be in a room on a zoom for eight hours where like I could homeschool you in like a couple hours and we can have freedom. So we decided to continue homeschooling and, but we moved to Florida. So we did have to switch programs. So we're with a different program now, which is a little more intense, but it's still the same thing. Like we're given all the material. She's all of her stuff is graded by an actual teacher. She has regular assessments by the teacher But what it gives us, like sometimes she dances till like 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night and she gets home, she eats dinner. I can let my kids sleep 
you know, her body's growing, like she can sleep a little bit more. She gets up in the morning and she's with her siblings, you know, they're all together. We have breakfast together and then we get to decide, like right now I'm here with you and then we're going to go to the local library and go like check out some books. I think she's doing like a math lesson right now, but it just provides a lot more ease and flow. Travel, that's like one thing you mentioned. Yeah. We love travel. Like Sanjay and I have always loved travel and we're grateful to live in America. You know, we love Canada as well. But this isn't the whole world. And I think a lot of us know kids that grow up here sometimes can have a certain mentality where, like, they don't understand the world. So we really want to take our kids and travel a lot, which is why homeschooling provides, you know, that flexibility. Add in a second kid, you know, it gets more complicated. (laughs) But honestly, sometimes I leverage the two of them. Like, I'm like, you both need to get these lessons done or we're not going to go do X, Y, Z. You know, you both need to get these lessons done or you're not going to have blah, blah, blah. So what I like about homeschooling is it's kind of encouraging them to think more like entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. than like employees. Because I know if they just had to show up somewhere and the teacher was telling them to do it and the herd is all doing it, so they're just going to do it because that's what the herd's doing and that's what the the boss is telling them to do. Yeah, It's totally breeding a different like brain system than if they are needing to do something, they know they need to do it, no one's breathing down their throat, but they just need to get the thing done because they want the ultimate reward, which is kind of more how business works. So will we homeschool forever? I don't know. We take it year by year. It has to continue to make sense for us. I mean, they might decide that they want to go to school and experience it, and we won't. We wouldn't take that away from them. School's a little weird down here right now. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. We would have to agree on the school, but yeah, that's, I think the biggest hang up a lot of moms have is they have this idea of what it's supposed to look like and that it should be this perfect little classroom experience at home and that their kids are going to respect them and be perfect and all the things when (laughs) it's hard, it's hard to change your hat too from like mom to teacher. And it's hard for them to go from thinking you as mom to suddenly you're not kidding around. Like when I said, write your name on the paper, like write your dang name on the paper and like do the thing. But um, you kind of got to learn and ebb and flow with one another as you're going along. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. I think it's a good reminder and a good insight that it's not going to look exactly like a classroom, right? And obviously, there's many benefits to it not looking exactly like a classroom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I know that you, you say that it could be a couple hours each day, but I know that you're also very ambitious uh, businesswoman too. So how do you manage to like, how do you juggle your time to be able to not only manage the team that you have, your kiddos, you're having a healthy relationship with your husband, a happy marriage, you know, amongst the other things. So what does that look like in terms of just managing the time? So that way you're able to pour into the other aspects of your life that are important to you as well. Yeah, definitely. It is a juggle. You know, sometimes when I call and talk to my mom, I'm like, it's such a busy season of my life, but I'm so grateful. Like it's so jam packed with all like the good things, but I try and wake up honestly before everyone else does. I found that that has the days that I'm able to do that. It's just so much better. So I wake up before everyone else does. We have a room where we have just like a carpet and like some Hindu pictures and different things. And I go in there and I just like, I'm quiet and I pray. I do a little bit of stretching. I have my vision board in there. So I just kind of like with my soggy morning brain, I just look at beautiful images of things I want to manifest. And I make a little coffee and like having that quiet time when no one is saying, mommy, I need this mommy, mommy, mommy. 
I need that. Like plug myself in. And because my husband and I are both home, that's kind of my orders. Like I need to plug into God. I need to make sure me and my husband are good. And then I'm ready and full to serve the kids, you know, and because we don't have a really rigorous schedule, if we don't get everything we need to do with school on a Thursday, like I have Saturdays and Sundays, you know, I don't super stress out about it. And my business really varies day to day. You know, some days I might have a couple calls scheduled and I might work a little in the morning, a little in the evening. Some days are wide open. It's really different. I don't have a super set routine. I probably don't take on more than like two calls a day, honestly. So I would say, you know, I might work a couple hours a day. It wasn't always like that. I'm kind of in a space in my business where I've built kind of a bigger business, a bigger team. So I have some help and support with just keeping the whole machine running. But yeah, time for myself in the morning is really, really important. And mamas, I know you're tired, but even if you can wake up 15 minutes before, like when you wake up when the kids are waking up, you're just so like groggy and like, oh, and they're already asking for stuff and you're just like, ah, you know, <laughs> So, and like take the dang showers. Like that's one thing. I remember with my first kid, I was always like, I felt guilty. Like even to just go shower, you know, now I'm like, no, I'm going to go in, I'm going in the shower. I'm turning it on hot water. I'm taking my time. I'm shaving my legs. You know, sometimes I'll do my makeup at like four in the afternoon just because I need to do something for myself and just feel put together. But it's important to prioritize little pockets for yourself through the day because otherwise you just turn into a total bitch. Like that's just the only end result. Like you have nothing to give, you know, exercise is also something that's just so good for your overall mood. Like it's good for your body and the energy. Cause it takes a lot of energy to like raise kids, but it's also just so good for your mood. You know, yesterday I had a great workout. It was just like 40 minutes by the pool. I was just doing crunches and running and the kids are playing And then my husband came home from some errands and I was just talking a million miles an hour. He's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, oh, I I worked out. Like, I just (laughs) feel so good, you know, (laughs) just, but like, I didn't feel like working out. Like I felt like just sitting on the couch and like scrolling my phone, you know? So it's sometimes doing the things you don't feel like doing, but doing it because, you know, you're actually giving yourself a gift. And if you pour into yourself each day, then you're able to manage all the things you know, and all you have is that day. Like showing up consistently doesn't mean that every day is going to go the way you want. Showing up consistently just means like you can just do the best you can that day. And your best on one day could be really different than your best on another day. And like having that grace with yourself. Yeah. And one thing that I've been doing lately too, just to add on to that for anybody who's listening, it's like, yes, how how can I get you know, more balanced and go day by day like this is I've just been listening to myself. It's like kind of slowing down and it's like you have that, oh, should I sit on the couch or should I go exercise? And it's like instinctly, you know, which one you need, you know, and sometimes the couch is okay. Sometimes the couch is okay. right? So not to feel guilty about that as long as that's what you need at that time. Right. So I've been really, really trying to just listen to myself and like, what is it that I need to do for either reaching the goal that I have or feeling physically, emotionally better or for resting or whatever that looks like in that time. So that's how I've been kind of going day by day lately. And I really feel like it's a great tool that we often like our to-do lists and our mom, mom, (laughs) can override 
you know, those things that instinctively we really do know within ourselves what it is that's we should be doing to get into that flow and to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish and just to feel better overall, be happier. Yeah. Yeah. One other tip I would have that is just something I've naturally always done, but it really helps me, especially just in challenging times, you know, or good times is journaling, you know, actually journaling just like your feelings, or if you're feeling really down, sometimes just going and get it out of your head and like onto a piece of paper or just into your phone, like in my notes, (laughs) until I have kids. In my notes, I have, you know, I'll just write the date and where I am and just how I'm feeling and I'll just let it out. And then sometimes I notice by the end of that journal entry, I'm sliding more into gratitude instead of like venting. But in the mornings, that's something I do before the kids wake up too, after I pray and whatnot, is I go and I just write one page of journaling, you know, and I just let whatever feels good come out, whether it's positive affirmations, goals, or just what I did yesterday or how I'm feeling right now or what I want to happen But there's actually a lot of studies around journaling and the power that it has over the person that's doing it. So that's another tip I would say any mom can start doing right away. I feel like I struggle with journaling. Like, I don't know, like, what to say. Like, what, (laughs) you're just sit there sometimes. If I had, like, a book that I had a prompt, like a gratitude journal, that really helped me because it's some prompts to get my brain going. So any tips on, you were just saying just to to say whatever comes out, but I would just find myself starting to doodle like on the paper (laughs) or then my mind would go off into like something, you know, tasks that I have for today or something that I forgot to do yesterday or whatever. So any tips on just like getting the mind going in the right direction when you journal? Yeah. Well, I had a mentor tell me once, actually, when we were launching the business we're in now, it was a crazy transition and we were leaving another business and launching this one. It was like a lot going on. And he said, don't forget to journal. Don't forget to journal and document this journey because you're going to want to look back on it. So that's one cool thing about journaling too is sometimes you don't think it's significant in the moment, but like maybe five years from you now would love to know how you feel today. So if you just wrote down like Tuesday, May 23rd, 1145 AM, I just jumped off a podcast recording with Charles and the kids are still upstairs doing, or the kids are at school doing blah, blah, blah. And this is what I have, like, just kind of start to tell your future self, like, what does life look like today right now? And then like, this is how I'm feeling. These are some of the things I'm excited about. And then a lot of times, like, I just naturally weave prayer in there, like, thank you, God, for my healthy body, or thank you, God, for technology. This was such a cool experience. And I learned this. And it made me think about that. There's really no right or wrong. You know, like, my journal entries from one day to another can be super different. But I think starting off with just, I always do the date and like the time and sometimes like where I'm at in the house, almost like a story. And then yeah. I just kind of like let it go. And I cap myself at a page. Like, I don't have time to be doing like 10 pages a day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. I'm going to, I'm going to take this as a challenge and because I like to get up before my family. of the time I usually do work out, but on the other days, sometimes I try to sleep to the, as long as possible. So (laughs) I'm going to challenge myself to wake up at that same time I do when the days when I work out and I'm going to try to do some journaling. So I'm challenging myself with your, even 90 (laughs) days from now, when you go back and you read it, it'll be really interesting for you. It'll be very insightful. Cool. I challenge anybody else listening. Yeah. (laughs) And if you do, Share it on your story, please, and tag us, okay? We'll put our social media handles anywhere we post it in the, like, the copy below. So you guys want to tag us, tag us. Yes. And that would be super cool. I wanted to talk about just 
Something I know you had mentioned when you're doing your transition between different businesses and talk to me about that. Cause I think a lot of people, maybe especially moms who have kids at home or do the traditional route of, you know, going to university, going to college and doing the nine to five. And I, and I think during COVID, a lot of people realize that they don't want to do that. And some people are still doing that. And there's nothing against that if that's working for you. But I know it seems like a lot of people are wanting to move into more of a, a different space. So it works better for their lives and their families and things like that. And they're just overall time freedom and happiness and things like that. Talk to me about that transition when you guys were going from one company and moving into another business and kind of some of the hurdles that you guys had to go through and what that looks like now. Yeah, for sure. We kind of made two big jumps. The first one was from owning a traditional small business. So we had an actual storefront and warehouse and employees and products that we physically delivered. That was just very expensive. And that was just a lot of work. We had to show up to the physical location. We had to turn on the lights, answer the phones, drop off the products, deal with the cash. Like it was complicated. It was very stressful and it was taking a huge toll on our health, more my husband's than than myself. So our first transition was into network marketing in general. So going from owning the company and operating every single piece of it to partnering with a company that produces the product and kind of has the framework and we just do more of the marketing side. So that's really where personal development came into play. We had to learn about recruiting. We had to learn about, you know, social media. We had to learn about leadership and it was awesome. Like it was a really awesome just journey of self-discovery and blowing the lid off of what we thought was possible. But the issues with that first company we were with was we were with for six years and again, grateful for the experience, but we were kind of pushing overpriced products on Facebook. You know, we were pushing products that was a luxury price tag. People couldn't really afford, didn't stay long term. So it had really poor customer retention. So even though we were good at bringing people in and being excited, we found not many people stay and then not many people were having success. So that was hard on us because, you know, that was our full focus. A lot of people will do it as a little fun side hustle and they have full-time jobs, but like that was our full-time. And by then we had our second child, Blakely. So we had two little girls at home that we had to keep food on the table and keep the lights on. And we struggled, you know, we worked really hard, but we just really struggled to have a consistent income there. And so we started looking everywhere for a a business that would actually be something we could rely on, something we could still do from home, something we could still have the flexibility that we wanted. And I mean, thank God for the time that we live in. Although some people can say, oh, this is such an awful time and there's so much craziness and violence and, you know, division. Yes, but there's also a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of blessings. There's so much great technology. Like, look at us. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're in a different country than me right now. Like, we're (laughs) able to do this. This is so cool. So, you know, we choose to see the blessing in that. And we really wanted to crack into the world of online shopping. Like I'm a millennial. I love to click an order. Like I can come to my doorstep. I'm all about it. (laughs) So we looked at like Amazon FBA and a Shopify store and all these different things, but they were really high risk, really high investment and just no guarantee. You know, we needed a guaranteed win. So we finally found the company that we're with now. And it's just this beautiful manufacturer that makes hundreds of everyday products. So that was something we love, just everyday stuff that people could afford, ship to their doorstep. And we don't have to actually touch and worry about the formulation and the distribution of the products. We just market the site 
and we mentor other people to do the same. So we had some really, really great mentors in this business as well that taught us real strategies, which have totally changed our lives. So we've gotten into a place financially where you know, we're not struggling like we were before. And we've also been able to help duplicate a lot of success with other families that have come on board and they're looking for that same thing. Flexible online income. What does flexible online income that's unlimited offer you? A lot of options, a lot of options. You can pick where you live. You can pick when you wake up. You can pick where your kids go to school. You can pick the car you drive. Like you just have a lot more flexibility and options, which is something we love. We say freedom. I know freedom is like, it's so overused you know, Mm -hmm. that word, and and it's just kind of elusive. But freedom is a really high value for us, you know, time freedom, financial freedom, location freedom, like all those things we we really love. So I'm not going to say it's just luck, you know, it took work, it took us learning new skills, it took us surrendering and learning the process and sticking to it. But was it worth it? Absolutely. Thousand percent. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I I always like to ask if anybody, or if you have a personal favorite affirmation or mantra that you're currently living by, I need to know it. (laughs) Oh man, I have so many that just come out of my mouth, but like one, this is a two word one that I say all the time is expect miracles, expect miracles. Actually, I made a big painting one day that said expect miracles too, because you know, So many people are walking around expecting something awful to happen and then it does. And then they're right. But what if you walk around expecting things amazing to happen? What if each day you start expecting something great to happen or each week you're like amazing things are going to happen each year? Like you really have so much more control than you think you do. Yes. Expect miracles. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Is there anything else that, oh, I know you guys have a new YouTube channel. Yeah. Talk to me about that. <laughs> yeah. So my husband, Sand, and I have been married for 17 years, quite a while. And we're really passionate about family and also about marriage. Neither one of us kind of come from families that have these beautiful ideal, like mom and dad stay together forever, off into the sunset. We both come from quite a bit of trauma and really different trauma when it comes to seeing and witnessing relationships. But, and we come from very different worlds. He's Sri Lankan. I'm American. You know, we're 10 years apart. We're different generations, but we love relationships and people really digging in there and fighting that good fight and making it work. So we've come up with a YouTube channel that is called the husband and wife podcast. There will be a podcast following this as well. But right now you can go watch our videos for different like tips and just fun things around marriage and relationships and also transitioning into learning how to be parents together. Yeah. So we're starting to make content there. Amazing. I always thought you guys should have uh, TV show, <laughs> a reality <laughs> show. <laughs> I just feel like you guys are so much fun and it just, you guys are really entertaining and also super positive and just love everything you guys are about. So I'm definitely going to go check it out. So if you guys haven't already followed, do you guys have a shared Insta as well? Or I'm not sure if it's shared, if you guys have separate Insta accounts. Yeah, we eat. Well, we have both. So you can find me on Instagram at truly Chelsea with two S's. And then we do have the husband and wife podcast on Instagram as well. 
Okay, cool. Awesome. So I'll make sure to put those in the show notes also so you guys can click over. And there was a couple I'll follow up via email to get because you had mentioned some good resources that I want to share some different songs that our 11 year olds can cringe over (laughs) and some different books. If anybody wants to get those resources, I'm going to grab them from you as well, because I think that could be helpful for any other moms who are on the same journey as us. That would be amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. This was great. And I even took some great nuggets for myself to continue to work on for myself and my family. So I super appreciate that. And if anybody wants to connect with you, would uh, what's the best way for them to reach out if they have questions that they just want to chat with you, if they have questions about your business or um, mentoring or anything like that, how could they connect with you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at trulychels, or you could feel free to shoot me a text message. You can drop my phone number down there in the notes as well. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You can also find me on Facebook, Chelsea Senjith. Okay, perfect. Amazing. All right. Thanks so much, Chelsea. Thanks for joining, guys. Yeah, you bet. Take care, guys. Hey girl, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share a positive five-star review. And as a thank you for your love and energy, my team will send you a free copy of my social media content and goal planner. Please screenshot it and email it to info at priceless-beauty.com so we can get that to you right away. Until next time, let's stay connected on IG. Come say hello at Priceless Beautygram. And don't forget... You are worthy and capable of achieving anything your heart desires.